This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. White House ready to roll on the E-15 plants. Kavanaugh squeaks onto SCOTUS. And U.S. rice gets a big sale to Iraq. The White House is ready to roll out E-15 plants. The White House is poised to announce plans to allow E-15 during the summer, marking the end of one long lobbying fight and the beginning of another for the renewable fuel and oil sectors. President Donald Trump expected to call on the Environmental Protection Agency to begin rulemaking on two issues. One to address the reed vapor pressure needed for year-round E-15 sales and another to bring greater transparency to the biofuel credit renewable identification numbers trading market. Then he'll head to western Iowa to promote the decision during a campaign rally. This is exciting. We've been waiting for this announcement for a long time. That's the word of Emily Score of Growth Energy as she spoke with AgriPulse. The move ends months of speculation about how and when the Trump administration would address the E-15 waiver. Trump pulled the plug on the deal earlier this year at the behest of corn state senators concerned about trading the RVP waiver for treatment of exported biofuels as eligible for rents. The concern now shifts to timing of the rule. A senior White House official told reporters yesterday the administration planned to finalize rulemaking in time for retailers to offer the fuel next summer. That would mean proposing a regulation, taking public comments, reviewing those comments, completing the interagency review, and then finalizing a regulation by the beginning of June. Score said, from our perspective, it's tight but doable. All the more reason to get that rulemaking process started as quickly as possible. Now keep in mind, this move is sure to face legal scrutiny. Last week, 20 senators wrote President Trump questioning the EPA's legal authority to issue the RVP waiver. The RENS transparency measures are also light on specifics at this time and could also be challenged in court. Kavanaugh squeaks on Descotus. Brett Kavanaugh is now an associate justice of the Supreme Court, having been sworn in Saturday shortly after the Senate confirmed his nomination 50 to 48. It was a razor-thin margin after a bitter partisan battle, which started with Democrats criticizing Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley for withholding more than 100,000 pages related to Kavanaugh's work in the George W. Bush White House. Grassley said the committee produced more documents on a Supreme Court nominee than any time in history. But there remained much more to the fight over Kavanaugh's nomination as he angrily pushed back against accusations of sexual misconduct. He was criticized for lacking judicial temperament at the hearing where Christine Blasey Ford told her story and later apologized to the Wall Street Journal in a piece titled, I Am an Independent Impartial Judge. Kavanaugh, who is replacing former Justice Anthony Kennedy, the swing vote in the court, is expected to be a solid conservative vote, tipping the balance more firmly to the right, which should be good news for businesses challenging government regulation. The battle could also impact midterm elections. Republicans seem to be newly energized by the Kavanaugh fight, which could damage Democrats' already slim chances of capturing the Senate. In North Dakota, Republican Congressman Kevin Kramer has expanded his lead in the polls over Democratic Senator Heidi Heitkamp and 
Democrat John Tester's race in Montana is now a toss-up, according to the Cook Political Report. Rice farmers get big export sale. U.S. rice farmers got a pleasant surprise all the way from Iraq. They were expecting the country to buy 30,000 metric tons of rice from the U.S. in the latest tender, but Iraq instead announced the purchase of 90,000 tons. USA Rice Chairman Charlie Matthews Jr. said this announcement comes at an opportune time for our industry as we continue to feel the effects of lower exports due to retaliatory tariffs and trade tensions and simultaneously have a massive influx of crop as we're finishing up this year's harvest. Countless people involved in the rice industry will benefit from this sale, including farmers, millers, packagers, logistics operators, and shippers. Iraq has purchased 210,000 tons of U.S. rice since the Memorandum of Understanding was signed in July of 2016. It took about a year before Iraq started to buy U.S. rice, usually in 30,000-ton installments under the MOU. But USA Rice officials still lauding the move as a major success that would not have been possible with strong support from U.S. lawmakers and the U.S. ambassador to Iraq. Ben Mosley, USA Rice Vice President for Government Affairs, highlighted help from Representatives Ralph Abraham of Louisiana, Rick Crawford of Arkansas, and Bruce Westerman of Arkansas, as well as Republican Arkansas Senators John Bozeman and Tom Cotton. U.S. trade deficit increases and soy troubles highlighted. The U.S. trade deficit increased in August by $3.2 billion, and a reduction in soybean exports was a major part of the calculation. That according to an analysis by the U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. The U.S. trade deficit rose to $53.2 billion for August, a $3.2 billion increase from July. There was a boost in exports of some consumer and pharmaceutical products, but that was overshadowed by a decrease in U.S. exports of soybeans, a $1 billion drop, and crude oil as well. U.S. soybean exports have taken a major hit from the loss of sales to China, that thanks to the ongoing trade war with the U.S. and escalating tariffs from both countries. U.S. soybean exports to Europe have increased in recent months as Brazil, normally their primary supplier, boosted shipments to China. Brazil seen breaking soybean export record next year. Brazilian soybean farmers are expected to plant a record-breaking crop this year and then export record numbers in the 2018-19 marketing year. Growers see continued opportunities to grab U.S. market share in China as the trade war between the two countries shows no sign of ending. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service raised its forecast for Brazilian soybean exports next year to 75.5 million metric tons. That's up from the 75 million tons expected this year and 69 million tons the year before. The new FAS forecast is also higher than the official USDA forecast, which is still at 74.5 million tons. Brazilian farmers, the FAS says, are bolstered by the desperation of Chinese importers to buy as much soy as it can from South America and avoid the 25% tariff that Beijing levied against the U.S. crop as part of its growing trade war with the U.S. Brazilian exports to China would be even higher next year if not for competition with Argentina, according to the FAS. 
Argentina suffered a major drought this year, curtailing exports and even forcing imports. Record exports next year are expected to be drawn down heavily on stocks, but Brazil isn't concerned, according to the FAS. The assumption in Brazil is that should there ever be a shortfall for domestic consumption, Brazil could always bring in additional supply from neighboring producers. Instead, traders and producers alike are clearing out every last bin in order to take advantage of the upside in prices stemming from international trade tensions. But don't expect any imports from the U.S. Despite some indications in the press that Brazil may import a large volume of soybeans from the United States, FAS does not anticipate this, according to the report. According to conversations with traders, the infrastructure in Brazilian ports is not apt for the import of grains. Florida farmers continue imports fight without NAFTA. U.S. negotiators failed to get a proposal into the new North American Free Trade Agreement to make it easier for the U.S. to sue Mexico for dumping fruits and vegetables. Now, Florida's farmers are asking Congress to intervene. The Florida Fruit and Vegetable Association on Friday announced its full support of a new House bill that would accomplish the same goal. Under current trade rules, farmers can only file anti-dumping suits if they can show damage across the entire country. The U.S. seasonality proposal would make an exception for perishable and seasonal crops, allowing complaints on a regional basis. It is being championed mostly by Florida tomato farmers who are struggling to compete with cheap Mexican imports. Congress and the administration are well aware that our growers have suffered more than most under the original NAFTA, according to the FFVA. Years of harm from unfair trading practices such as dumping and subsidies have caused family farms that have operated for generations to close their doors. Without relief, Florida's specialty crop industry will continue to suffer and shrink. The Agriculture Trade Improvement Act of 2018, introduced last week by Florida Representatives Carlos Cabello and Al Lawson, complement similar legislation from Florida Senators Bill Nelson and Marco Rubio on the other side of Capitol Hill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.